This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. If you are in the fight against a dishonest, scheming adversary, there's one thing that you can almost always count on in your struggle against your deceitful opponent. That eventually your opponent will leap past their supposedly innocent facade and expose who they really are. Because they're playing the part of the wolf in sheep's clothing. It can't last forever. But if they want to accomplish their goals, and instead of playing the innocent sheep they have to reveal that they are, in fact, the wolf. The one that will seek to devour its prey. The one that would lead those who follow to their destruction. Into the abyss. And this happened yesterday with the Enviro-Communo-Fascist organization known as the World Economic Forum. From around 2014, I have been attempting to warn those that would listen that a massive attempt at a political, civilizational, ideological, and economic revolution would be taking place across the Western Hemisphere. It would be an attempt to change everything. I explained that it would be Democrats and then as well so-called Republicans all jumping in together to transition us from a analog world into a digital world, from an objective truth-guiding world into a subjective, alchemy-driven world. And the process of transitioning into that hyper-real subjective world would entail the fracturing of everything that we know to be true, right, and stable. The attempt would be to disrupt and dismantle all the systems and ways of knowing that our society has developed over the past 500 years and cast our civilization into a disruptive chaos, into a massive coordinated crisis, and I mean coordinated, to destroy our epistemic realities, to pour acidic critical theories over our societal glue, to destroy tolerance and promote the most aggressive and ugly form of intolerance, repressive tolerance, not a tolerance that puts up with those that it has disagreements with in politics, religion, or other opinions. No, not that kind of tolerance, but repressive tolerance. And repressive tolerance is what is being practiced today by the World Economic Forum and the radical critical theorists in our society. So let me give you a simple definition of repressive tolerance. It means to crush and destroy everything on the right, to demolish and dismantle all of the things that make up our current civilization, and insist that those things must be replaced by insane neo-Marxist ideas. So anything that is considered on the right must be destroyed. Anything that is part of the radical subjectivism of the new dystopian future must be embraced and replace the old ways, the old ways of thinking, the old ways of the economy, the old ways of education, the old ways of our faith. They must be replaced by the new totalitarian Marxist-infused ways of doing things. Now, the neo-Marxist philosopher Herbert Marcuse described repressive tolerance as a form of discriminating tolerance, in that it chooses what should be tolerated and not tolerated. This appears in an essay, by the way, bearing that title, which, when went to form, a chapter of a book called A Critique of Pure Tolerance. This was published back in 1969. But in a 1968 postscript 
to the original repressive tolerance, Marcusa noted this, quote, I suggested in repressive tolerance the practice of discriminating tolerance in an inverse direction. As a means of shifting the balance between right and left by restraining the liberty of the right. Let me say that again. By restraining the liberty of the right. Thus counteracting the pervasive inequality of freedom. Unequal opportunity of access to the means of democratic persuasion. And strengthening the oppressed against the oppressed. Tolerance would be restricted with respect to movements of a demonstrably aggressive or destructive character, destructive of the prospects for peace, justice, and freedom for all, and of course is in Marcuse's view. Such discrimination would also be applied to movements opposing the extension of social legislation to the poor, weak, disabled, as against the virulent denunciations that such a policy would do away with the sacred, liberalistic principle of equality for the other side. I maintain that there are issues where either there is no other side in any more than a formalistic sense, or where the other side is demonstrably regressive and impedes possible improvement of the human condition. To tolerate propaganda for inhumanity vitiates the goals not only of liberalism, but of every progressive political philosophy." End quote. So Marcuse's intention was that anything that can be used to support the unjust status quo has on its side an unjust balance of power and thus should not be tolerated if it can oppose liberation from oppression. Now, of course, liberation in Marcuse's sense means the revolution into Marxism. Marcuse states that for his form of repressive tolerance to work, it requires restraining the liberty of conservatives and acting repressively against the freedoms and statements of movements that oppose progressive aims. In other words, what he's saying is, if there's anything that is on the right, if there's anything that is conservative, the liberties of those that are conservative must be restrained. In other words, your freedom to speak must be suppressed because that's acting repressively to make sure that the revolution, as Marcusa sees it, needs to continue. You must be silenced. And of course, this is what the World Economic Forum is doing. It is what the Chinese Communist Party is promoting for our destruction. It is what evil men like George Soros are encouraging. All of them unified frenemies, united for the cause to disrupt and dismantle the United States and Western civilization, and all of them in some ways divided to see which victor receives the spoils. But the primary ideological center of this cabal to destroy our society has in many ways been the World Economic Forum. And while the World Economic Forum wants to provide a facade of themselves as a peace-loving, environmentally concerned group of united corporations and leaders of nations, in fact, they are a combination of Marxists, neo-Marxists, wild-eyed fascists, and an arrogant collection of billionaires, corporations, and nations, through their public-private partnerships, of course, with the United Nations, that seeks to control your world, that is seeking to divide the nations, that is seeking to push you into supranational socialism, that is seeking to control your every movement, your every purchase, your every thought captive to their manipulation. That is what the World Economic Forum is. But as I was saying earlier, 
all the facades of just a group of business people who want to make a better future are now falling off, and the wolves in sheep's clothing are arrogantly exposing themselves. And yesterday, the World Economic Forum, led by Klaus Schwab, released a video on social media, and that video is titled, What You Need to Know About Critical Race Theory. I'm serious. That's what they just released. In all of this controversy, in all of the exposing of really what critical race theory is, of the general person, the average person in the United States, of course, now beginning to understand what critical race theory is all about, they release a video saying what you need to know about critical race theory. And in this video, the World Economic Forum will use the worst forms of gaslighting and misdirection that we have already exposed here at Sovereign Nations and at New Discourses with James Lindsay. So, the World Economic Forum is lying about critical race theory. And here is what the video says. First, the World Economic Forum asks the subversive and manipulative question, quote, what is critical race theory and why is it so controversial, end quote. Now, when you are an organization that has spent the last 50 years funding the development of these ideologies and has spent the last 12 years insisting that every corporation, every financial institution, every faith-based organization, and every educational institution adopt the framework of CRT as central to their new operating principles, what answer do you think the World Economic Forum is going to provide? And so the World Economic Forum then states that, quote, the supporters of CRT say that CRT is a way to understand and tackle racial inequality, end quote. And of course, that is what they say to a distracted public. But that is not what CRT is. CRT is a conspiracy theory that states that our present state of affairs and all of our present systems are all racist and favor whites and oppress minority groups. And the only way to correct this is by oppressing whites and giving privilege to minority groups. In other words, by imposing race Marxism. And race Marxism is what CRT is. As Dr. James Lindsay states, it is calling anything and everything racist until they take it over, until they control it. And the they is the World Economic Forum. And in response to their first statement in their video, the World Economic Forum then says, quote, however, opponents say that CRT does just the opposite, end quote. And of course, the World Economic Forum has just played a game because they have now branded anyone who believes that the propagation and enforcement of race Marxism in our civilization is something that we should not do. Those people that are opposing it, of course, is an opponent. When in fact, those of us that are standing up to race Marxism in CRT, well, we are pro-liberty. We are pro-freedom. We are pro-constitutionalism. We are pro-capitalism, and we are pro-equal opportunity. The World Economic Forum is anti-liberty. They are anti-freedom. They are anti-constitutionalism. They are anti-capitalism, and they are against equality. They are for Marxism. They are for, as well, fascism. They are for tyranny. They are for equity, which is disrupting and dismantling those things with repressive tolerance that they believe hold hegemonic power. 
So then the World Economic Forum asks, so what is CRT? And of course, they give the answer that it was just developed in legal studies, you know, in the 1980s, just in legal studies, which is somewhat true as it was developed by Derek Bell and then by his student, Kimberly Crenshaw. And of course, it was Crenshaw that later created CRT's necessary sister doctrine, intersectionality. But this, formally, is not completely accurate, because it is the accumulation of the cancerous ideologies and horrible concepts that go back to Rousseau, Kant, Hegel, Marx, Gramsci, Horkheimer, Marcuse, Derrida, Foucault, and others. CRT really is the tip of a 250-year-long ideological spear. And then in this video, the World Economic Forum claims, per usual of course, that our systems, our judicial system, our economic systems, are all built upon systems that oppress people of color and give an unfair advantage to white people. And so the World Economic Forum says the magic words. That the system is racist, not necessarily the people that are working in the system. Meaning that if you become an ally against the white system, then you can be delivered from being a racist. Your salvation is opposing capitalism and accepting Marxism into your heart. So says the apostle of this Marxist idea of CRT, race Marxism, Mary Matsuda. And you might as well remember that these are the sorts of things that you've heard from folks like Ed Stetzer, Tim Keller, Russell Moore. Matt Chandler, Legan Duncan, and others. Now, I should remind you that the same folks who made this deceptive little video on CRT from the World Economic Forum are the exact same people who made the infamous video that explained to you that by 2030, the United States would no longer be the dominant superpower in the world. And in that same little video, the World Economic Forum infamously told you that by 2030, quote, you will own nothing and you will be happy, end quote. And so if you take both of these two videos that came from the same source, the World Economic Forum, and understand each within the context of the other, you will understand that the World Economic Forum's videos are all about demolishing capitalism and the United States, and are all about imposing a Marxist, fascist, enviro-communist supernation. Because you will own nothing, and you will be happy. And if you are white, especially a straight white male, you will be oppressed, and you will like your oppression, unless you are an ally for our Marxist cause. So, I am thankful that our adversaries at the World Economic Forum always end up revealing who they really are. The great resetting, capitalism-destroying, civilization-destroying, bug-eating, vaccine-mandating, gender-confusing, epistemology-wrecking monsters that they are. And now, when those of you that are Christians think of Ed Stetzer, Russell Moore, Rick Warren, Tim Keller, Legan Duncan, and a host of other characters at the Gospel Coalition and the Southern Baptist Convention and PCA— now you know who's actually behind all of this. It is the World Economic Forum's role of religion. Also, if you're a Roman Catholic, now you know why things have gotten so wacky over the past, let's say, 20 years. It is the grandest of all conspiracies. 
And we at Sovereign Nations have been attempting to warn everybody about this for about five years. And if you have appreciated Sovereign Nations research and our podcasts of our being the Paul Revere's and warning about what would be coming with critical race theory and all the coming challenges that we've warned about over the past five years, I'd like to ask if you could please consider helping us financially today at Sovereign Nations. We are in a season of great need, and we need your help. The economic downturn has been difficult on us and on our supportive businesses that have funded Sovereign Nations for the past five years. And while I have never really actively asked in the past, we do ask now. If you have valued the content here at Sovereign Nations, we could certainly use your help today. And I want to personally thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping us and also for listening to us and helping us to lead the counter-revolution. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, Both Foreign and Domestic. Thank you.